How often do you have to recharge your cell phone? Probably at least once a day. Well, charging your phone is important. Isn't it important to recharge your batteries? And that's what we're going to talk about in this episode of College on Fleek. Hey, it's time to stop procrastinating, get your S2G, and crush it in college. I'm Mary Dittman. This is College on Fleek. Hi, I'm Mary Dittman. I'm an award-winning business professor on the collegiate level and the creator of Wonderful Life and College on Fleek. When you're in college, you've got a lot going on. You're at least taking classes. You might also be working. You might be in a fraternity or sorority or some other social organizations. You may have family responsibilities, maybe you're an athlete, maybe all of the above. And it's very easy to feel overwhelmed and that can kind of turn into a form of paralysis almost where you're so exhausted and overwhelmed you just don't even know what to do. And that's why we're going to talk about recharging your batteries. But first, let's take a motivation minute. I recently heard some really great advice and I've been putting it into practice myself, so I wanted to share it with you. And that was do it now uh, or start it now. So do it now, meaning if there's some little thing that you really need to do, just do it now. Don't wait. For example, you're getting ready in the morning and you're kind of running a few minutes late and you tried on three different pair of jeans. You finally found the one you wanted. And then the other two pair, you threw them on the floor or threw them on the bed. And you're like, oh, but I'm already going to be late. So I don't have time to hang them up right now. But in truth, how long does it really take you to hang up your pair of jeans? Well, probably this long. There you go. So a lot of times we'll leave stuff a mess or there's something that we could have done quickly like washing out a dish or putting something away or making that quick phone call and we say, well, I'll just do it later. Do it now. Now, sometimes you can't do it now. You can't do the project now, but could you start it now? One of my students last semester wrote about how one of the things that she really procrastinates on is finishing up the laundry. Like she'll sort it and she'll wash it and she'll dry it, but then it'll sit in the dryer for almost a week. And I can so relate to that because I used to be really bad about that Partly because I don't know why, like I just hate folding the laundry. I don't know why. Like I don't mind sorting it and I don't mind washing it and drying it, but I, for some reason, I just hate folding it. I don't know why. So I was like her for a long time. My clothes would just, they'd be clean. No one could see them, but they'd be in the dryer for, you know, four, five, six days. And how long does it really take you to fold your clothes? Well, probably not that long. Now, I do my laundry once a week. And so by the time I'm ready to fold the laundry, I mean, it literally takes less than 10 minutes. Another thing I noticed was making the bed. Now, I make my bed every morning, but one day I was curious. I was like, how long does it really take me to make my bed? Well, I was cooking some oatmeal for breakfast and I microwave it and it takes five minutes. I said, let me see if I can make my bed in the five minutes it takes. So I have a queen size bed and I'm a pretty meticulous bed maker. And my comforter on my bed has two seams on it. And so the, the comforter has to be lined up 
you know, just right on the bed for me to be happy. And then of course I'm a girl, so I got all these foofy pillows and stuff like that. And I know this will come as a surprise, but I'm a very like organized sort of control person. And I like my pillows to be a certain way on the bed. So I'm picky is what I'm saying. And I thought, okay, well, given all my pickiness with making my bed, I wonder how long it takes me, under five minutes. So do it now, or at least start it now. Maybe you can't complete a project now, but you could probably start it now. So maybe even it's just pull the laundry out of the dryer, put it in the basket, put the basket on the dining room table where you're gonna see it when you walk in so that you can fold it as soon as you walk in the door. Now in every episode, we like to give you a study hack or a success hack. Of course, the mother of all study hacks is go to collegeonfleek.com, get the Study Smart Toolkit. That's the three-step system I created for myself because I had terrible test anxiety in college and actually in high school and graduate school as well. And it has helped hundreds of students over the years. So do yourself a favor, it's free. People ask me all the time, like, Professor Dittman, can I come to your office and you sit down with me and teach me how to study? Okay, well, here you go. That's what the Study Smart Toolkit is. It's a video and I sit down with you one-on-one. -on -one. You have access to it for life. It's free 24 seven, wherever you are, you can just sit there and you can be one-on-one -on -one with me and I'm gonna show you how to study. It's for any class, any major. I don't care if you're in high school, college, graduate school, it'll help you. So go to collegeonfleek.com and get that Study Smart Toolkit. Now I've mentioned this success hack before, but I'm gonna mention it again, because at the time that I am filming this, I was giving final exams two weeks ago today, and I was walking into campus and I passed one of my students. And I said, okay, well, I guess I'll see you at you know the exam. And he goes, oh, I'm exempting it. I have an A in your class. I think I do. Well, I happen to have my iPad with me, which is where I have my grade book. I said, well, let's just double check. So I pulled it up, I said, you've got a B. And he's like, oh, is, is it like really close? I'm like, no, it's a B. And he said, I, I calculated it, I, I'm sure I had an A. So I, I mean, we were in the parking lot and I, was, I looked and I said, well, it looks like you're missing homework number two. No, ma'am, I did it. I said, okay, well, I have you down for a zero. And he said, no, I remember I did it. It was on this, this, and this, and this is what I wrote. And you even made a comment on my paper. And I said, okay, well, it's a zero in my grade book. I'm gonna just tell you, you should have seen the panic on this kid's face. I mean, he was legit panicked. He was like, I, I didn't do the makeup homework you gave us because I did all the homeworks and I got good grades. And I'm like, I don't have a way to prove that. I said, did you keep your homework? He said, yes, ma'am. I said, do you have it with you? He goes, I don't, I don't know. And he opened up his backpack and it was kind of a mess, no judgment. And I said, look, I'm gonna go up to my office why don't you look and see if you have it, but I'm gonna have to have it. And I'm gonna tell you what, he was panicked and frankly, I was too. So I left him, I went up to my office and I'm gonna tell you what, I looked through my stuff. Now I'm very organized with my student papers and I don't delete any emails for the semester. So I looked through all my hard copies, which I give everything back, but I thought just in case, you know, was he, which he never was absent, but I said, you know, just in case, is it in my notebook? No, I searched my emails, no. Well, he shows up and God bless him, he had his homework and he put it on the desk and he said, here it is. And sure enough, in my handwriting, it was 100. I changed it in the grade book and I've told this story before, 
I don't know what I did wrong, okay? But for whatever reason, I had entered in the grade book as a zero when it was 100. Honest mistake on my part. But when something like that happens, you know, I can't just take your word for it. Well, I had an A. Like, I, I can't do anything with that. Because then if I take your word for it, not someone else's word for it, now I've got a problem, right? So this is why I tell students, keep your stuff. Keep your homework. Keep your exams. I tell my students, keep your exams because my final is cumulative. So you're going to want those old exams to study with. But you're going to want to save that stuff because just in case, if your final grade comes out and you feel that there's an error, you've got to have evidence. You have to have evidence. Listen, anytime you do a grade appeal, the burden of proof is on the student. You have to prove that you got the wrong grade. The burden of proof is not on me as the professor to justify why I gave you the grade. The burden of proof is on you to show how I did it incorrectly, either intentionally or not. So you need evidence. So you got to keep your stuff. I'm so glad he kept his paper and he had it with him and he brought it to me. And so sure enough, he was able to exempt the final. He had an A in the class. Thank God he had stopped me in the parking lot and we'd had that quick encounter because he would not have shown up to the exam. He would have exempted it. He would have had to be in the class. All right, let's get into our content for today, which is recharging your batteries. Now, I'm filming this during our summer vacation, but you might be watching it during a break. You might be watching it during a semester. It doesn't matter. One of the things that we all have to do is charge up our electronics. So whether it's your tablet or your phone, if you want to be able to do all the things that you want to do with your phone, you've got to charge it. And the same is true with you. If you want to be able to do all the things that you need and want to do, you've got to charge your batteries. Now, I've heard students say, well, I'll sleep when I'm dead or whatever. Well, you know, I used to say that too, but the problem is that that's like saying, well, I'll use my phone when it's dead. No, you won't. So there's five things you can really do that will recharge your batteries. And the good news is they don't cost anything. So the first one I just mentioned, sleep. Sleep is the best way to recharge your batteries, literally, because it's during sleep when your brain detoxes and your body does its work that it needs to do to keep you healthy. And healthy meaning your brain able to operate. Your lymphatic system, which is the system in your body which moves fluid around, okay, so when you're sick, your lymphatic system is carrying toxins out of your body. Your lymphatic system takes care of everything in your body, but not your brain. Your brain is not connected to the lymphatic system. There are only a few ways that the brain can detox and cleanse itself from toxins, and the number one way is sleep. Okay, now don't, don't use that as an excuse in your classes. Don't be sleeping in your class, and then when your professor calls you out, you're like, I'm detoxing my brain. That's not gonna work. But you do need to sleep, and at your age, probably seven to nine hours, preferably at night in a row. The second way you can recharge your batteries, and this one is my favorite, meditation. Okay, now a lot of times people get freaked out when I say meditation. They're like, uh-oh, it's that woo-woo stuff, and people tell me, I don't have time to meditate. Well, what my teacher said to me is, if you don't have 10 minutes to meditate, you better meditate for 20. Sometimes you have to slow down to speed up. Remember, sometimes you have to 
plug your phone in and charge it for five or ten minutes before you can use it again. That's what we're talking about here. Now, when I say meditation, it doesn't have to be like ohm and chanting and anything weird like that. I'm talking about you close your eyes and for five minutes, just five minutes, just sit there and just breathe. Okay, you breathe in, you breathe out. One of my favorite things I'll do when I'm practicing this is I am breathing in, I am breathing out. What that does, that breathing, if you inhale through your nose, exhale through your nose as well, that type of breathing actually calms your nervous system. It allows you to switch out of fight or flight and into the parasympathetic nervous system, which is what we call rest and digest, because that's the only place you can learn and remember things. So when you're anxious and you know stressed and all that, you're in the sympathetic nervous system, which is fight or flight. Science has proven that the only way to switch out of fight or flight and into rest and digest, the only way, is increase the length of the exhale. That's it. And if you do it for five minutes, it's a game changer. The third thing that'll help recharge your batteries is have some fun. Do something enjoyable. Now, I'm going to talk in a minute about things that won't recharge your batteries, but, you know, have some, like, laugh. Um, do something that is going to bring you some joy, okay? Maybe it's playing with your dog or hanging out with your niece or, or doing a little bit of yoga or some sort of exercise that you like. Maybe you have a little hobby that you're into, which I know in college it's hard to do anything extracurricular, but you know, maybe you have like a little goldfish that you like to watch the fish swim around. That'll do. Something that just makes you feel happy. Maybe it's looking at a funny comic strip, or if you're into, uh, I guess now they call them like animated novels or something, comic books, you know, maybe something like that. Maybe it's playing with your makeup. Number four, time alone. Now, I know a lot of times people don't want to be alone, but everybody needs just a few moments alone. Just to give you a minute to like kind of get away from other people, get away from drama, get away from their, their noise and their demands and their expectations. And so just a little bit of time to yourself. Um, maybe just to write in a journal or, you know, just sit quietly, read something that's not coursework, look at a magazine, Go for a little walk. Anything just to have some time with yourself. And it doesn't have to be like a whole day, but just maybe 15 or 20 minutes. And then number five, you do need to have time with others. Sometimes we can get isolated, either intentionally or unintentionally. And here's the thing, you know, social media, we think that we're connecting with other people because we're posting or we're liking their Instagram or we're watching their Snap. Research is showing us that that does not count as connection with other people because people feel lonelier now than in any other time in history and we really are more connected than ever before. So you need to have time with other people. And here's the form that is the most beneficial, either in person or talking on the phone. And so it doesn't have to be like a whole day, but seeing a friend or working out with someone, going for a walk, Maybe getting together with a friend to study or do your laundry together or calling a friend or a family member and just talking on the phone for five or 10 minutes. Now, let me tell you what does not recharge your batteries. You're not gonna like this. 
social media, video games, watching TV. Those things do not recharge your batteries. And how do we know this? Well, spend 20 or 30 minutes on Instagram or Snapchat or playing a video game or watching whatever you're gonna watch. The truth is nobody's gonna sit in front of a video game for an hour or watch TV for an hour and then suddenly go, you know what, I feel like getting up and doing something. The energy of a video, first of all, it's some of the blue light from the screen is very disruptive, but just the very energy of anything with video is it's very passive. And so we're sitting there, it's a way to numb out. So a lot of times we think we're recharging our batteries, we're really just numbing out. And I'm not telling you never to watch TV and I'm not telling you never to be on social media or never play a video game. I'm just saying that that's not recharging your batteries. That's gonna further drain your batteries. So just keep that in mind. When you're watching Netflix or something on television, when you're playing video games, you're never going to, in the middle of that experience, go, you know what, I'm motivated. I'm gonna go clean out my closet right now. It's never gonna happen. Now, College on Fleek is a dialogue, not a monologue, and we wanna hear from you. So I wanna know, do you keep your papers and your exams from your classes? Put that in the comments and let us know if you tend to keep those things, or if you don't, are you gonna start? Remember, you can always connect with us at collegeonfleek.com and we'll see you next time right here on College on Fleek.